hey man, that's boss. You know, back in the turbulent 60s, uh, that was a way to say out of sight or that's cool. But hey, you know what you need to do? Wake, rattle, and roll. It's every Saturday morning. Gang, we're here at the the 1960 year, also known as 1960. Uh, back then, if an event was righteous, that minute was fantastic, and if a concert was groovy, it was both out of sight and cool. Hi, I'm Adam Fair, and I'm Dusty Griffin. And you know, Adam, I've been thinking about 1960 a lot lately. Oh man, how could you not? Yeah, pretty much because I've been studying it for a podcast. But that's key to the, to the equation really strikes me how hard it is to find the balance of what is a kid's show and what's not. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, we're, in, we're, in the, we're, we're in 1960, so it's kind of the end of the, the tail end of the Wild West that is a children's TV show. But Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but either way, it's all a huge challenge. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> e- even when it's local programming, for the most part, it's still hard to do, unlike podcasts, which, you know, basically anybody does. Uh, and we all do. So we're in 1960, guys. And boy, what a choice year this is. Don't be bummed out because we're going to get right on grooving into the history. Hey, Kennedy beats Nixon. I or I win. Yeah, because of a makeup thing. It's you know, it like, it a bunch of stuff. <laughs> oh, crap, crap. I look like hell. 3,500. Uh, <laughs> we didn't expect that to come up on the podcast about cartoons. <laughs> Look, Vietnam's in full force here. That's what I'm trying to get to. The first Xerox machine is introduced. Aluminum cans are first used. France tests the atomic bomb. Probably upset about all the aluminum cans everywhere. Uh. (laughs) Uh, To Kill a Mockingbird premieres. Is that what a book does? And uh, Hugh Hefner opens the Chicago Playboy Club. A place wonderful memories were made, I'm sure. But hey... Hey, this shit's alphabetical, so that means probably ABC's first. And ABC's top series of 1960 included Walt Disney Presents, Maverick, The Rebel, Sugarfoot, 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 Surfside Six, The Bugs Bunny Show, Ozzy and or Harriet, Donna Reed, My Three Sons, 77 Sunset Strip, Leave It to Beaver, and the Flintstones. What well, is some sort of cartoon age about to start here or something? I've oh. actually been watching Donna Reed. It's pretty good. It's not bad. It surprises me. Yeah, what's 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 the story on Donna Reed? Does she know better than the rest of the, the household? There's a hell of a lot of people hanging around her house, Adam. I, <laughs> you, you know, there's I thought characters. it was like three people. It's like the same amount of characters as, uh, what's that crappy show with the dumb kid, uh, 
uh, starts with the S. Um, had the guy from Dallas on it. Um, step step by step. <laughs> oh, step by step. Yeah, it's kind of like a <laughs> it's like an old step by step. Oh but my! I enjoy it though. You know? Are they frisky? Is that always alluded to? Like a run bit. up the stairs, maybe. They're worried. You know, the Donna's gonna be frisky. I think. Gotta, well, you know, the, more. when you're. <laughs> <laughs> it's good stuff, though, man. They were like uh, the average everyday American local family. And speaking of local, that's all there is mostly on this Saturday morning is local programming. Now, yeah, we won't do this too many times because how 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 often does this probably happen? I don't know yet, but no, it's a good bet it's going to come up again. So, local programming. What do you think that meant, Dusty? <laughs> First of all, um, so you know, so. Aside from uh, Subi Sales and local programming, ABC kind of phoned it in. They didn't really have a Saturday morning uh, guy. Kid. And they didn't have a really good lineup. But like, I feel like NBC is the first one that fell off later. Right. And apparently, in terms of just Saturday morning cartoons over the years. Yeah. And it looks like ABC was the slowest to start. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, uh, but local, I don't know. That's tough uh, because uh, I know a lot of people talk about Bozo. Yeah, local and local programming usually meant some guy would talk to the camera, and and sometimes they would be a cartoon or two. Yeah, and and apparently these are shows that they just had to freaking have, like in the in the you know. Yeah, it's baby's first TV show. I thought what was weird yeah. about local kids shows is the difference between them and the adult shows that they claimed, like Ernie Kovacs. And uh, later, Jim Henson, Sam and Friends, like they're all they all kind of do the same kind of jazz. And I'll get to another similarity later. So local programming usually included. I've kind of broken it down here. Mm. You would have clowns. Yeah. So there was Tons of them. there was Bozo, Willie, Chucko, Zippo, Lebo, Chuckles, Candy, and I really don't want to watch an episode of Clown Town USA. <laughs> 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 Oh, looks like you have a flat tire. <laughs> they keep coming out of the car. <laughs> you hear honks like out in the cornfield? It sounds like a 20,000 20, Maniacs type scenario, doesn't it? Fill <laughs> her up for you. Um, in addition to that, there were cowboys. Mm-hmm. There was Cactus Cow, Chuck Wagon Charlie, Buffalo Billy, Gold Dust Charlie. <laughs> How many and Marshall K. Gun, what the? What's his story? Sounds like he's trying to sell something. <clears throat> there were police officers. This is the one that baffles me. Yeah, yeah. Police officers. Yep. There was Kippy the cop. Uh, Popeye's Club with Officer Don. <laughs> now, I'll stop for a second. Was Officer Don trying to arrest Popeye? Like, if you see him on the street, arrest him. He's a 70-year-old sailor, AWOL, addicted to the green stuff. One squinty eye. (laughs) When he does drugs, his muscles turn into things. Uh, There's also Officer Dan, Officer Bill, and Marshall Bill. I I can't believe a police officer. Mm -hmm. Okay. uh, Also, there were sea captains slash generals slash colonels like Sergeant Jack, Commander Clem, Ranger Jim, Colonel Clown and Captain Honolulu. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Captain Honolulu. That's a book I want to check out. He sounds like Colonel Clown. (laughs) I see nothing. (laughs) And then uh, 
you know, when the Old West died out by 1960s, so it kind of became cops and space guys, such as Captain Video, Captain Mal, Captain Zumar, Supersonic Sam, and Major Astro. That one has to be a joke. <laughs> yeah, you know what's funny is... Uh, Yo, stay tuned for Major Astro. I don't want to give away too much of this gold here, but Skipper Chuck Zink, I was watching a little interview with him, and he said one of the reasons he named himself Skipper was because everybody was a damn captain. Oh, there you go. <laughs> he was like, it was captain everybody. And he was like, nobody's been a skipper yet. Right on. More on that later, folks. So then there was also uh, people who had puppet friends. Yes. Or, yes. yeah. So there was Popeye Theater with Mr. Mac, Princess Pat, Mrs. Patsy's, and the Giggle Snort Hotel. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Don't bring a blacklight. They were like, they were traveling, uh, pup, they were like essentially like puppet mercenaries back then, I take it. Right. You know, so you would have like a puppet, you know, group, and then whatever local show host came along, like, you're with them. You know what I'm saying? It's just so funny how, how much puppetry is at the beginning of TV. Yeah. It's like, yeah. eh, same thing. Totally. Keep going. And of course, what I like to call the Mr. Weirdo. It's just some guy with a weird thing going on. <laughs> Like Mr. Goober. Hobo Kelly. A, a homeless cartoon show host. <laughs> <laughs> and of course... Maybe he just rode the rails recreationally. <laughs> I'm getting off here. You guys watch this cartoon. I'm going to get some salmon. You don't um, want that. Of course, there's Grandpa Al Lewis, who did it as Grandpa Munster. Oh, as Grandpa Munster? That's awesome, Coming up man. next, a great Three Stooges cartoon. Oh, I love that. And of course... Uncle Bill, Uncle Elmer, Uncle Zeb, <laughs> Uncle Woody. Don't go to Uncle Woody's basement. And my favorite, Dusty's Treehouse. You don't want to go in there. <laughs> yeah, that was Untold my sad. Horrors that was my sad. Oh, was that your sad place, Dusty? <laughs> go watch Roadrunner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was actually named after that show. No. <laughs> I was actually conceived in a tree. Wouldn't that be the lamest story? Like, nobody would ever. Like, I'm named after a show called Dusty's Treehouse. <laughs> like, how old are It was parents? a local kid's show. 1958. Like, hanging themselves. Of course, we're in Atlanta, so Officer Don was uh, present is here. That who, is that who it was? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I believe Officer Joe, uh, he was trying to arrest the Three Stooges and would call Dick Tracy. Yeah. <laughs> There was Admiral Appleby, and he watched Popeye cartoons. So I guess he was just like, I gotta find my friend Popeye. I just feel like all of these must be like, here's the information about these characters. You gotta help me. Yeah. And of course, what the one I, I can't wait to get to, and I'm sure we'll have to watch it, uh, Chuck McCann's Let's Have Fun. Chuck oh. McCann's so funny, as this, as this series has kind of revealed to me, mm-hmm. that his Let's Have Fun sounds pretty silly. Yeah, I think I saw some... Isn't Alan Swift from radio, <coughs> maybe? Yeah, a lot of these are radio people. Yeah, I can dig it. You know, because, yeah, they were making the making the changeover. So, um, yeah, I looked at, I looked at several of these, Adam. Uh, I, I just kind of uh, picked some names. Anything terrifying or, <laughs> or terrifyingly interesting? Yeah, should we start with some small stuff or big stuff? <laughs> Like, like the big start small. We'll the big stuff. The big it. stuff is going to be Bozo and uh, Soupy Sales. Okay, sure. Uh, so, um, I watched Bozo the Clown for the first time. Was in, it like an old black and white like uh, re uh, copy? Because I 
I bet they didn't keep too many of those. It's probably live. It was in color, uh, and it was from uh, maybe one or two years. Oh, righto. Off our mark, you know. And uh, but you know, I had only seen Bozo the Clown when I was at daycare as a kid, and it was on the TV, right? On but, USA, I think we figured out. Yeah, because my family did not have cable, so we didn't. Okay. We didn't have USA, so I only saw it at, at daycare. So I don't remember it, but now I've watched it, and I gotta tell you, Adam. Uh, this is my nightmare. You know, like this is my this is a nightmare. Which part? That first of all, how's he going? While Bozo is is talking and doing Me his folks? thing, the studio is just packed to the rafters with little kids. Oh yeah, and the peanut gallery. Yeah, they're just talking the whole time. And, yeah. Oh my God, they're talking the whole time, Adam. It just drives me insane. Wow. I don't, if I was Bozo, I mean, rest in peace. There was three of them, right? Right. Uh, but uh, I think so. I I heard them wailing. Wow. I think I heard one puking. I swear. <laughs> he was like, we're going to commercial break. That always drove me nuts about the uh, Kids Choice Awards. Like, the kids are just like, bah! They don't shut. The people yeah. on stage can barely talk. They're like just screaming. That's how it was, man. You know. And, uh, you know, I like how Bozo did a little uh, draw, learn how to draw thing. And he would show kids how to draw something, you know. Right. The one I saw, he had him draw a hypno swirl, and he like spun the swirl. And, <laughs> and I can't tell if the kids are loving it or not. You know, you know, it's funny. Speaking of keeping them quiet, you see those old like howdy duties, uh, and you know they kept those kids quiet mm. with an iron, <laughs> iron rod. Now I do. You kids are gonna shut up, and we're gonna film this next scene, or Mister Duty's gonna leave. Duty's talking. <laughs> when Duty's on the set, you, kids are not to look at Mister Duty. Duty does not shake hands. <laughs> Duty just shakes everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, man. So, Adam, uh, question. W- what is this thing he says at the end of the show? Because it sounds like, always keep clubbing. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what hey, it is? Hey, boys and girls. Always keep that beat of dropping. <laughs> What's he saying there? Get ready to bounce. <laughs> always keep clubbing, y'all. The clown bounce. <laughs> So, yeah, I just, I just wanted to tell you how horrific. I got two clowns to talk about today. One of them was uh, Bozo, and it horrified me, man. Like, oh. I remember, remember being kind of entranced by Bo- Bozo, but also because I didn't have cable. So, I was whenever I would catch it, I'd be like, what the hell is this? Has he been doing this since the 50s? Oh, so you didn't have cable either, right? Not till like, 91. So, you just saw the USA Cartoon Express, like, Oof. in misty memories of... I barely know. saw it, yeah. Kids were... Mr. T was on that, wasn't it? I don't know. I would catch it at, like, friends' houses and be like, I don't know, the Cartoon Express seems like an amorphous blob of shows. <laughs> yeah. What the hell? Yeah. Oh, cartoon... It just seemed... And it seemed out of control, so I'm so jealous. The animation was never good. And now I realize, oh, I'm good. It's, it's no, no big loss. <laughs> yeah. And now, I've seen it all subsequently, and it's okay. It's all right. And now that I've seen Bozo, I know I wasn't missing anything there. Well, did you finally go, oh, that's that thing, at the arcade that they used to have where you would throw it into the different... Uh, well, they had one where you could throw it at Bozo's face, but I know there's one where it was like the bucket challenge. Bucket number one. Oh, man. And then the kid would make it, and then bucket number two, and it would bounce out. Oh, no! Well, you get the coloring book and the crayons. <laughs> he's, a, he's a good sport, man, Bozo is, you know? Oh, there's such uh, good prizes if you could make it all the way through the buckets. Really? It's like, was it five, I think? It's like, bucket number five. You and your family are 
moving to Hollywood. It was something crazy because no one ever made it to five. They made it to two usually. That's my memories of Bozo. Hmm. What a clown. So, yeah. You were upset because nobody ever made it to five. And I was <laughs> petrified by the uh, germy audience full of scr- <laughs> screaming kids puking. I think people mistakenly think <laughs> Krusty the Clown is based on Bozo. He's based on a clown called Rusty Nails. Oh, really? That I guess Matt Groening grew up uh, aware of. So there, I mentioned Rusty Nails. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so uh so yeah who else? did you look at any more clowns at him um no not this morning <laughs> well only one and i guess we'll talk about him next the uh the only person who had like a spot was uh soupy sales yeah so let's just quickly let's have uh let's finish uh we'll do lunch with soupy sales <laughs> <laughs> and then Lunch with Soupy. Finish up our our local TV talk for stuff we didn't mention. Mm -hmm. So this is ABC's first live action kids show. That they were like, money, go forth and have lunch with Soupy Sales. A.K.A. the Soupy Sales Show. Uh, It started in 1953 in Detroit. It moved to L.A. in 1960. And uh, moved to New York City in 64. Uh, So it's... Sketch comedy involved off-screen characters, puppets and pies to the face. Mm-hmm. He was the prince of pies. <laughs> and his characters included White Fang, who was a white paw that would come off the screen. To, this show's all about things that are just off-screen. Okay, and then there's Black Tooth. That seemed like a Conan bit. Didn't uh, it? Yeah, there's Black Tooth, a date rapey version of White Fang that like molests him, drags him off-screen, and is just like. <laughs> I guess that's cool. There's Pookie the Lion, who's a hipster puppet. Peaches, Poop. Soupy's girlfriend, who's Soupy and drag. They they have footage of her walking forward, and then it's just an arm coming off to off-screen. A lot of this is just arms coming from off-screen. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I hear you, cat. Um, so over the show's lengthy history, Soupy Sales was rumored to have been hit with over twenty thousand pies. Really? Oh my gosh! <laughs> did that do? Did that give him the concussion thing? <laughs> um, Soupy uh, got hit by guests such as Tony Curtis, Jerry Lewis, uh, Sammy Davis Jr., and Frank Sinatra. Uh, Soupy produced 11 hours of TV a week at, at one point. Uh, bloopers and practical jokes uh, would always show the uh, joke they played on Soupy where he opened his you know, front door and there's a topless woman outside. Boing! <laughs> Kids, it's hilarious. And I remembered that. Um, the thing that strikes me the most about this now is uh, how youtube it is. It feels exactly like YouTube. Not so much cable access, but it feels a lot like someone talking very close to the screen with minimal information behind them. Like there's a door, a window for puppets. And what I like best of all, there was a button and a sign that says, please do not touch. And they never touch that button. <laughs> I thought that was a, that's a mad, awesome. mad magazine move. Mm-hmm. Um, Man. But it's basically, yeah, it's, it's like they're talking to YouTube fans. With characters that are maybe just their hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, can we talk about the uh, lion, Pookie the Lion? Oh, Pookie the Lion? Sure. Man, Pookie comes in and he does a bebop 
not it's not even bebop is it? it's like jazz yeah he's supposed to be a hipster yeah. he's like hey Bippy. he comes in he's like did he love me my exactly and then it goes on it for goes like on. the full song <laughs> the full four minute song it's kind of incredible you know sure and they do it more than once what's this i have to wonder what <laughs> a lot of soupy sales involves lip syncing and i wonder like sam and friends did they just uh use these without permission what the they couldn't have asked the music all, i think they just played it and we're like eh. oh man save up for a stamp and tell us about it if you can Soupy goes back way back. Soupy's first pie to the face was playing this is awful. A Native American in a local uh, kids show sketch. This is awful. Yeah. And he yeah. says, "Soldier, come to Indian country. You kill our buffalo. You kill our antelope. You kill our deer. What is left for the Indians? Splat. Oh, tasty. Splat. Boo. So he was like, I guess he, he was like, I'm gonna do this." 19,000 more times. Yeah, you know, Adam, I gotta say, honesty compels me to say this, you know, like, because, first of all, let me just throw this out there. I really enjoyed Soupy's sketches, you know what I mean? I really did, and I watched the first, I watched like three episodes total. I watched the first episode, which was like the sixth episode or something, you know? Uh Uh-huh. And I was like, oh man, this is good, and this is like almost a little too adult for children, uh, yeah, it is, know, but it isn't. Kind of like talk soup. Parts of it are and parts of it aren't. Because parts of it are kind of like Mr. Rogers type scenery. And then parts yeah. of it are sketch comedy that I wonder. Like, I'll, I'll talk about a sketch in a minute. but um, Yeah, and I say um, talk soup because it's very much him talking to off-screen crew. Mm-hmm, he's mm-hmm. kind of, you can tell he's kind of making up little jokes here and there in between the scheduled bits. Yeah, and they're dying of laughter for real. I think. Oh, um, I mean it's it's pretty tame stuff, but oh yeah, you know, good for we, them. <laughs> I'm glad you said that, Adam, because uh, one thing that struck me about it is, I think you can tell that there's a lot of Soupy's diehard fans in the audience because uh, they are like on the verge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Soupy just makes a move, and the audience is just like. <laughs> they get poopy. They are getting ready to explode at any moment on Soupy's bits, but um, yeah, like I watched an episode. Here's here's sort of the rundown of it. Uh, uh, there's a door that says corrective plastic surgery, so a man goes in with big old Groucho glasses and then comes out with a smaller pair, <laughs> <laughs> and then Soupy comes on with huge ears, and boy oh boy does he have huge ears, and he's just making. Might as well be saying NYPD shoe. That's like an in living color. <laughs> and then he he dances through the door because groovy, and then he exits with the new nose. Ha <laughs> ha! Hmm. It's very much a Don Martin kind of bit. <laughs> um, then Soupy uh, tosses a bone to White Fang, uh, who runs off and retrieves, comes back with a mannequin's arm, <laughs> and like. Soupy rags on the arm prop to the offstage crew's amusement and like they're dying. I like that. He's like, oh, um, looks like you should stop biting your nails. And they're like, oh, oh no. He's like, oh, let me check the time. And they're like, oh, no. I wonder. Oh, my God. I wonder if that's his crew that's always constantly on the verge of cracking up. And, and then he put it down his pants and I didn't think that was funny. 
So, oh yeah, they and, laughed. I'm kidding. You know what I was leading to earlier? Uh, actually, uh, you mentioned the racism. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's 1960. It's not great. The first episode I loved. Uh, the second episode was a complete like racist slam, oh, no. slam of Asian people. What? Yeah, the whole thing was one big crap. Long, yeah, so that's was he that. a character, yeah. or is it? Oh well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody disagrees with that. Yeah, let me, <laughs> let me tell you about a sketch I watched though that I, I thought was pretty uh, genius. Really, um, this is about this guy, and he goes in to see his doctor, and his doctor's named Doctor Noog. And, and okay. uh, the guy is a little bit, you know, the doctor is soupy sales and he's sitting at his desk. He's wearing his doctor's coat. And then the guy's a little older. Right. And then, so soupy sales is the doctor. He, he's just like sharpening a pencil on a pencil sharpener. Right. So then the guy's like, doc, I got this problem. I see an object. I just want to just smack it. And he's like, I want to smack that file cabinet. And he goes over and he's like, what? start smacking it. And then Soupy, the doctor, is just sitting there sharpening <laughs> pencils. And he, and then the guy's like, Doc, that wall, it makes me want to run over there and ram my head into it. And he, he goes over and he bangs his head on this wall. And, and the doctor is just continually sharpening pencils. Oh, my God. And, and that's the whole skit. What? This guy, he's like, how, how many floors do you think we're up? And he's like, we're up, you know, 35 floors. And he's like, and I'm... And he tries to jump out the window, but the, but all Soupy <laughs> does joke? is sit there and sharpen pencils the whole time. And I don't know why, but I just thought that was absurd to the point of hilarious. How does, how does it end? Just teeters off? Yeah, it just, yeah. It suddenly goes click and is, is something else like a lot of this. No, was. yeah, it goes a little, it goes abstract. It's like, uh, I believe. Um, yeah, I mean, it's almost something. Um, <laughs> like, uh Soupy looks stone cold shocked when Pookie comes in, lip syncing a groovy tune in the window. And then Pookie describes his uh, teacher, his vocal teacher to Soupy. And he kind of sounds like Bobcat Goldthwait doing Hamlet. Mm. And uh, he describes a technique uh, where, you know, people becoming an actor fill their mouth with marbles and uh, you act. And once uh, they fall out and you've lost all your marbles, you're an actor. Hey. Ooh, sting. Get it. Um, then cut to this other sketch called, okay, at the Chez Bipi restaurant, <laughs> a dapper soupy serenades an unseen woman and uh, with a, he sings Pafalafica, which is this old dumb novelty song where he's like uh, singing this nonsense word of romance. And it's like Pafalafica, Pafalafica. And we never find out what it means. And, um. Typical. At the end, the woman turns out to be Pookie, so I guess he's going to make love to his hand. What? Dim, lum, dim, lum, dim, dim. So the show... This, this, I realize now that like the show's only like four sketches and they go on forever. They do. They do. So like, that's that song's like eight verses. And then... <laughs> so Peaches arrives. Well, Soupy, in a clip they recorded earlier, walks up in a dress... And then Soupy Sales, normal type, opens the door. And then this just arm, which is supposed to be him in a dress, too, I guess. It's a long way to go. Um, just There's constant <laughs> arms dragging Soupy off screen to molest him on this show. <laughs> he just loves that bit. Let's do another arm bit. Soupy then lip syncs pie-faced mi- miss. 
Ooh. Uh, and like you're like, I know where this is going, but then after six verses, you're kind of out of it, so you forget that's called pie-faced miss. And then he gets a pie in the face. You're like, oh, yeah. Right. Good God. Now the miss. So this show I thought was kind of like Sam and Friends meets a dad being dragged off his YouTube show by unseen children. <laughs> it kind of reminded me of that scene in U- UHF where Stanley Spadowski's like playing with shit in his ear. And he's been like, I don't want to go on this ride. Wah, 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 wah. I was like, that's about the level of entertainment being mm-hmm. put forth here. Yeah, or maybe like the state a little bit. Like the state that didn't even care if they were running the joke into the ground. Oh, sure. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. Actually, I, I enjoyed this. I'd have to say overall, I would I would kind of recommend it. You know, I love his... Uh, For TV historians, yeah. It's very... Oh, this is where, you know, like Pee Wee Herman comes from this embryo here. Mm-hmm. So, this is pretty interesting stuff. Um, I'm, I'm glad I watched it. One of the things Soupy Sales mostly rem- is remembered for is the 1965 New Year's Day incident. Oh. Um, so annoyed that he had to work on New Year's, Soupy Sales ended his live broadcast by telling young viewers to sneak into their parents' bedrooms and mail him all the funny green pieces of paper with pictures of presidents ah, on them. Really? From the pants, wallets, and purses of his parents. Soupy then said he'd send you a postcard from Puerto Rico. Days later, thousands of dollars and or play money, depending on who you ask. Because uh, <laughs> he said it was play money, but... Arrives and Soupy had to go on apologizing and donated the cash to charity. He was suspended for two weeks and children picketed the studio. What? Child protesters. No footage survived. <laughs> Soupy Sales also invented the dance The Mouse, which won a fucking Grammy. What? That's it's just putting your hands over your head, and he's like, do the mouse. It's the mouse. You can do it. It's a mouse. If you want. You can do it. <laughs> Grammy. He was in lunchboxes. Well, he was on lunchboxes. Yeah. <laughs> he did dolls. Well, he had dolls. Well, I mean, he was a doll. Uh, he was in comics. He had a film called Birds Do It, which doesn't sound like it's very indicative of the soupy sales pie in the face humor. It sounds more like a creepy dick movie. Yeah. Like that one sexy film Don Knotts did. Uh, um, uh, uh. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, he hosted a live show on Easter featuring the detergents, Shirley Ellis and Little Richard. He was rumored to be on TV 5,000 times. Wow. That's amazing. Huh. His show was canceled in 1966. In 79, he got 90 episodes of the new Soupy Sales show. Oh, really? Where Alice Cooper and Dick Clark appeared. Oh, yeah. I saw those uh, coming up on the old uh, playlist reel there. So, um, hmm. More importantly, Soupy Sales was the voice of Donkey Kong on Saturday's Supercade. Oh. I don't you know. He must have insisted he make that face. Um, then he kind of, uh, he ended up on radio in 1987 and, uh, he quit on the air claiming mistreatment. So Whoa. no more working with soupy sales. Damn soup. He was, he cameoed in Superman three, the Carol Burnett show, an episode of monsters and wings. Where the hell is he in Superman three? <laughs> Beats me. In the opening comedy montage where- <laughs> That could be it. <laughs> you know, he's the, the b- guy trapped. He's the one that gets uh, covered in fake concrete. Yes. 
Yes, um, exactly. He died in 09 of cancer. Hmm, sad end. Well, what are you going to do? He let, he brightened the lives of millions, apparently. Yeah. Apparently, and, he was a real trailblazer. And this child at heart. Oh, man. That's sweet. <laughs> so, we'll see Soupy sales around. I doubt we'll go into detail like this every time because, uh, yeah. you know, I just told you most of it, right? Our whole spectrum only dips like, uh, you know, a few years into his area. So, the chances of more soup are not as big as others. But, yeah, what cartoon? There were, I guess there wasn't a cartoon with this show, but what cartoon would have fit? I don't know because I don't know. Um, uh, you know, because screwy squirrel. Honestly, maybe? you mentioned one of them just annexed Popeye, right for their <laughs> opening, and I just wanted to say Skipper Chuck Zink. He also annexed Popeye because his opening was just like Popeye's theme song, and they'd be like, "But I'm Skipper Chuck." Zink. And I'm Skipper <laughs> Chuck to show you how. So they were loving Popeye, and he looked just like the Skipper from. Gilligan's Island, but Alan Hale Jr. Again, more on that later. <laughs> well, why wait? <laughs> Tell us now <laughs> about yeah. Let me just start with Skipper Chuck. Yeah, Zink. let's let's wrap up our local talk. Um, it's a local talk for local people. Yeah. So uh, Skipper Chuck Zink, if you if you grew up in Florida, you might be I familiar with Skipper Chuck Zink. He he looked just like the Skipper from Gilligan's Island, but uh, didn't weigh half as much. All the men looked like skipper growing up in the 80s <laughs> right so he lived 1925 to 2005 i don't know i'm not gonna give a math that's 80 years i think of laughter and uh you know i watched a little bit with him i, I mentioned earlier he chose skipper because everyone else was a captain and now he was, was he on a boat or an island uh neither he was in just kind of a he was in was like in a jail a bozo like uh set up wow really kind of island themed kids okay you know what i mean (laughs) they were in a little cage Mm -hmm. (laughs) and uh tv was made of coconuts i was watching him and this is like uh so this story in 1958 which is just two years before what we're looking at right here yeah it still probably would have been on he said that they came to him right and what he his big thing was if you wrote in to the skipper chuck zinc show you would get on the show oh wow that's easy yeah right so one time you know some uh some black dude wrote in and uh (laughs) like he had a he had a secretary and um she was like, oh, I'm going to throw this out, you know, and he was, and Chuck Zink was like, oh, why? She was racist? Yeah, yeah. He was like, why are you throwing it out? And she was like, because you can't mix, quote, the blacks with Male? the whites, you know. You can't mix and, males. And Chuck Zink said he was like, he was like, hell no. And he like charged up to the, to the manager of the radio, of the his neck. television station and, ah. and was like, look, this guy's coming over here. No matter what, he's coming on or I'm walking, man. So, like, apparently, Skipper Chuck fought segregation in 1958. Wow, sweet. Who knew? So, hey. All hands on my heart. Go, Skipper Chuck. Zink. (laughs) It's not just Skipper Chuck, though. It's Skipper Chuck Zink with a K. Zink. Z-I-N-K. Imagine a world without Zink. I don't know. Seemed like like a nice enough guy. (laughs) Rest in peace, Skipper Chuck. Adam, (laughs) who else did you look at? Well, I wanted to bring up the. I had one of these growing up called uh, Ranger Bob. Uh, he was part of the Buckaroo Club, and he was played by Tom Kincaid. Uh, he was on uh, WKCF Channel 18, later uh, TV 68. 
he was uh, Ranger Bob in Rochester from 80 to 86 and in Orlando from 92 to 95, uh, where he played Ranger Bob in the Buckaroo Club and many other uh, doofy characters from Gooberville. <laughs> Sweet. Um, I've been there. It's it was in... pretty funny. He had like, it looked like I had like a candy mustache or something on. You're like, Howdy, Buckaroos. Stay tuned for Tiny Toon Adventures. That's mostly what I remember him introducing. Uh, he uh, was a warm-up uh, at uh, Nickelodeon Studios and later uh, worked as Vladimir Pui like at, at Walt Disney World. Yeah, he just played random characters at Universal and then uh, Disney mm. before he became Reverend Tom Kincaid at Trinity Anglican Church oh. in Orlando. No, uh, I saw that coming. I know, but the Buckaroo Club ran from Monday to Friday, 2.30 to 4.30, you know, when kids are getting home. Um, there were over 30,000 members. They got 50 to 100 letters a day. Whoa. Uh, I remember the Ranger on the Road segment took him all around Central Florida. Um, I remember he would do stuff with, uh, like, Nickelodeon. Like, Nickelodeon, it was weird. In Florida, there was, like, Nickelodeon awareness. <laughs> so, like, there would be, like... Sloppy event with big inflatable Ren and Stimpies and free decals because they were putting them in the Capri Sun for a minute. And Ranger Bob would be there just to promote goofery. Raise awareness of Nick. Nick, Buy things, kids. <laughs> Some of his stuff is uh, available online. He's pretty funny. Um, but man, it seems so 1994 to or 95. That seems so late for him to for uh, this still to be a thing. Um, oh man, some of these ran forever. And uh, finally, he um, members of the uh, Buckaroo Club can flash their membership cards and get bad discounts at Mystery Funhouse, Hungry Howie's Pizza, and Watermania and Fun World. Like, uh, like you needed one. To... I think <laughs> it wasn't exactly hard to get into Watermania or Fun World. Amazing. Please wander into our semi-park. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the one I remember growing up with. Um, sure was local. It was programmed that way. That's Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> what they're called. Um, I was trying to figure out if I want to talk about uh, Pixan first. I got the most on Pixan. So is that like a pixie Tarzan? Mm. Tarzan, but he's whispered then. Kind of funny. So Pixan is like... And Pixan's this... Uh, She's a pixie. Pixie. You don't gotta play cartoons. <coughs> I rather. I, I think she may be a witch, and she hangs with several what? other witches. It's a witch-hosted show. Yeah, this is a lady. That's awesome. This is a lady named Jane Norman, and uh, she Jane Normus. <laughs> she, no, no, no. Jane Jane Norman was a, a prodigy. She actually started uh, playing piano at two years old, and then she was writing orchestras by age eight, right? Okay. So uh, she got out there and she wanted to do a kids show, and this is the day when they were popping. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so she developed this character called Pixan, and what it was was like she was, I think, a pixie. Uh, Pixan. She was a pixie and a witch, or maybe just a pixie. But all that I wanted in a witch. She flew constantly. You know, what <laughs> really? I'm so they had her yeah. flying constantly, and they didn't have it worked out yet. So like, oh, she would no. end the day just like covered in bruises. <laughs> Because oh, no. she was so stringent. Like, she wouldn't <laughs> say... If if they saw the wire in a shot, it was out. 
Oh my god! You know, even back then, in the days of Plan Nine or whatever, like <laughs> that, she was like, "No, forget it." So she wore like some kind of heinous har- harness. Heinous I, didn't harness. Mean, I didn't mean to do that. Pretty good. And uh, my she, favorite band. She bruised herself to hell. And uh, anyway, <laughs> so their number one album by Heinous Harness. So at the same time, <laughs> she she's not. This woman is a go getter, right? So she's. It's not enough. She was going to run a kids show. She also wants to be in a in a adult show too, right? So in the yeah, they all do. That's what's really funny. <laughs> yeah, they all do to various amounts of uh, success. So uh, Pixan in the afternoons was Space Girl. Whoa! And uh, Space Girl went ran for years, was very popular, but then it was replaced by a show which I was struck as the View. <laughs> uh, of that period it was a show where women talk about you know women topics and uh yeah so the hen party and it, it it's 1950s it went down in flames so uh <laughs> pixan as Spa- i'm sorry jane norman as space girl was like dope and they, they replaced her with a view show and it went down terribly <laughs> um so anyway uh what happened then was um after the the failure or after the cancellation of Space Girl and moving on from Pixan, she actually made a Pixan Roadshow, and she she ran it for seventeen years. Oh my right? god! What happened yeah. at that show? I don't. She I guess she uh, flew around like Pixan, right, with her witch friends. You, you know what I'm what saying? They, oh my god! Had adventures, had kids all out there. I imagine her show had uh, Addis Williams puppets. Right, okay. one of those traveling puppet shows we talked about, you know, and uh, so anyway, then she's like, uh, you know what? After 17 years on the road as Pixan, she's like, I want to start a show, and it's it's going to be National Kids Quiz, right? Okay. And, and the host was an aging Michael Landon. Oh wow. Okay, who's got a lot of charisma. Uh huh. You know, I don't know if you saw him in any, you know any old interviews, but. Michael Landon from Little House. Yeah, yeah well, of course. Yeah. I don't know. I, I called grew him, up on Little House. Man, I called. I called time. him the other day on Johnny Carson with like uh, I think Don Rickles and Bob Newhart, and Landon oh, was weird. Landon was slaying them. He was, but... he, he was burning them, man. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. He was the host, and it was essentially like, "Are you smart? Smarter than a fifth grader?" Okay, but way years before, you know, and then eventually. She went on to write a book called Private Life of an American Teenager, which was on like the bestseller list. And, you know, right. the, uh, and she was on all kinds of talk shows about <laughs> it, you know, had a lot of, had a lot of topics that were way ahead of their time. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, pick sand, give it up, man. Local, local host, child prodigy, orchestra writer, book writer, space girl, man. <laughs> I like these ones that are, I don't know, the context of the cartoon just amuses me within these characters. Like the cop one, obviously, is <laughs> yeah. just an awkward fit. But yeah, like in yeah, space, yeah. are they like, let's just kill some time? I don't know. You know, and, and she's flying around as a fairy with witches. That's a pretty open format. Yeah, that's you pretty, can do whatever. pretty witchy. It's not like a cop show. You know, like, what are we going to do today? There's another crosswalk. <laughs> you know? So, if you were going to be one of these local kids show hosts, would you be a clown, a cowboy, a cop, a, uh, you know, a captain or a general, a space guy, or a Mr. Weirdo? Uh, my gut tells me a cowboy, I think. I mean, ca- pretty so sweet. Ca- cowboy Dusty? Hell yeah, that'd be awesome. And Dust- my, my Dusty's name, Cartoon Corral! It's already taken, but <laughs> my name's perfect for it, you know? 
Oh, exactly. I'd have to go by Johnny or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be like Sea Captain Johnny in his treasure chest. <laughs> you, you'll have to do like the skipper and find something you that hasn't been taken yet, like First Mate Johnny. I want all a, the clues in my map to be from the cartoons that I show the kids. I'm like, tell me if you see Popeye eat something funny, because that, that'll be where the treasure's buried. Oh, yeah. Spinach, I should have known. Oh, God. So funny. Adam. Or I like the ones where they're uncles. Like, what is the context to that? Hey, it's good to see you again. Mayo, you've grown. And then they just throw a close-up of his knee, and they're like, have a seat. Yeah. And <laughs> now, these days, it would probably be like, be wary of your uncle. You know? <laughs> like, you like that? You like these cartoons? Well, I got another funny movie set up downstairs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, like... I always have a parent there when you're with your uncle. <laughs> Fiddle about. Well, that was. Do you remember that old uh, Saturday Night Live sketch? That was. Uh, who was it? It was. It was basically a creepy old uncle pervert type sketch, but it, it was played for laughs. Uh. And he was like, "Who wants to play underwater photographer?" And the girls would sit on the glass. Any uncle was it like Mike Myers? Uncle Pervy? No, it's from the seventies. It's oh, Buck Henry. Oh, oh, oh. Buck Man. Henry. <laughs> horrifying sketch look Hilarious. that up Hilarious. oh man i don't think i want to be a clown because uh i just want to terrify children as a clown <laughs> they terrify one out of three so you know so uh speaking of clowns i also real quick i checked out chuck of the clown <laughs> come here kid apparently <laughs> he's a clown <laughs> ring of fame inductee at this point what does that man, mean i don't even know it's rare apparently uh, he did really, it's not the golden pie or the uh, silver nose. It's the it's the Rock and the Roll Hall of Fame of clowns. I think. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. And uh, he like um, he he worked for the Ringling Brothers, and then he well, went on to a bunch to. of kids' charities. I didn't see a lot. You know, I didn't get a lot on him. And uh, but when I was watching the Chuck of the Clown show, it like it abruptly cut into a video called. Ten times Marilyn Manson totally owned the talk owned the talk show host. What is happening? <laughs> and I was like, "That's amazing! I've never seen such a contrast." Suddenly, they they merge, and it's Clam Knuckle, the stripper clown. <laughs> yeah, who's the birthday boy? Oh yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> Better play the Thurman and Catnip cartoon and cut away. For God's sake. I think that kid just threw up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, did you did you watch? That's why there's more? peanuts all over the floor to pick up all that vomit. Did you catch any more of the shows, Adam? Uh no, I put a cap on it at that point. Oh yeah, well, me and you are about even then. Oh good, uh, that was my last one, except that I accidentally watched again. I was watching one. I was watching uh, like Bozo, and it rolled into uh, Sesame Street, and I was like, oh, was Sesame Street a yeah what a feature on Bozo? Because I, I yeah. thought. You know, I put it on. It was like a 15-minute video. and then There's like Bozo cartoons out there, too. I don't think it's related, though. Uh, but no? It, but it was Mr. Rogers Meets Big Bird. Have you ever seen that? Well, sure, yeah. Oh, man. That's classic. You'd think they'd have much more to talk about. but uh, Yeah, yeah. They talk about short like, and sweet. winning and losing, and like they're having a race, and Big Bird wins. And he's like, but if I win. <laughs> yeah, he does win. He does, of course. And he's like, Snuffy will be, you know, feel like he's a loser. <laughs> and, and Mr. Rogers says what he always says. Like, I just watched that documentary, you know. Uh, and he was like, you know, you're always a winner if you're yourself. And and then he leaves. And then Snuffy comes up and he's like, uh, 
Mr. Rogers was here just now. And he's like, whatever, big bird. Switcheroo. That's the skit. And, the, and no one believes Big that's Bird. That's awesome. Yeah. It's so. a great switch. Oh, man. Yeah, I guess Mr. Rogers is is the, him and Pee Wee, I guess, are the two ends of the spectrum, the ultimates. Because um, neither one really had an agenda other than specific communication with the audience. Mm-hmm. They didn't really have... I mean, they had other out, outsider bits, but they were seconds long. I don't remember a trip to the crayon factory or one of the uh, King of Cartoons cartoons being so long. Mm-hmm. Pretty short interlude. Yep. The puppet shows. Hmm. But those are the ultimates, I'd say. I don't know. This, this is a pretty eye-opening week, Adam. <laughs> I know. It <sighs> really makes you go, damn. Yeah, that's how they fill time. <laughs> that's, that's, that's harder than it looks. You know, they want to see a professional introduce some cartoons, <laughs> yeah, yeah, or a clown, yeah, dying. I mean, you know. Oh boy! Well, next week scheduled shows for sure, folks, uh, and it won't be so abstract. Mm-hmm. But we had to talk about this eventually. It's Saturday morning. Yeah, it's not just every Saturday morning cartoon, as we pointed out. Yeah, that's that's what happens. It's um, every Saturday morning. Hey, you live with it. Just <laughs> yeah, yeah. We had to do it. Now you had to hear about it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we'll see you next time with more cartoons and such. I'm Adam Fair. You can catch me on YouTube at Adam Fairland. Yeah, and I'm Dusty Griffin. Check me out at at Dusty is Certifiable on the gram, and also check out every Saturday, Saturday. morning dot fun fun where we have not only you can listen to the podcast uh, or you can watch the YouTube video which Adam puts together which is always fantastic oh thank you and other content right Adam oh yeah um there's all kinds of weird bits that, that we're especially this to. week uh, we're gonna keep adding to every one of these episodes they're gonna be living documents yeah particularly if it's YouTubeable we'll connect all these dots for you guys yep um until then enjoy the rest of your Saturday Please? Okay. See you guys next week. <laughs> Bye, y'all. I'm sharpening pencils. And I'm Classic! Just, been, isn't that amazing? <laughs> Sharpens a pie. He's just sharpening pencils and he won't stop. And he just like sharpening Saturday morning. Saturday morning Every Saturday morning